Hello, you are listening to the Plumfield Moms, and this is Saturday Morning Coffee. Don't Change Me A reflection by Diane Pendergraft, originally posted at thegloriousTable.com. All scripture quotes are from the English Standard Version unless otherwise noted. The Israelites and the Philistines had a well-established history of conflict. The Philistines are first mentioned in Genesis 10, where we're told they were the descendants of Noah's son Ham. After Abraham died, the Philistines became jealous of Isaac's possessions, and there were quarrels between the two camps over water. By the time of King Saul, the Philistines had so subdued Israel that they had outlawed blacksmiths among the Israelites in order to keep them from making weapons. In one devastating battle recorded in 1 Samuel 4, the Philistines captured the Ark of the Covenant. They seem to have thought that with the Ark they had also captured Israel's gods. Quote, they took the Ark of God and brought it into the house of Dagon and set it up beside Dagon. End quote. The next morning they found that Dagon had fallen on his face. No doubt this was troubling, but the priests must have come up with some explanation to bolster their faith. They set Dagon up again. The next morning, behold! Not only had Dagon fallen on his face once more, but his hands and head had been cut off and they were lying on the threshold of the temple. This time there was no easy explanation. On top of this, God terrified the Philistines and afflicted them with tumors. The people were all in a dither about how to get rid of this pesky ark. The priests and diviners came up with a clever way to get rid of it without touching it or having to walk into an enemy camp. The ark was disposed of, but nothing else changed. They still worshipped the idol God had thoroughly humiliated. They continued to be enemies of God's people. They wanted the ark far away from themselves so they could keep doing what they had always done, worshipping a God who hadn't been able to stand in the presence of the true God. Matthew, Mark, and Luke each tell the story of a demon-possessed man Jesus healed in the Gadarenes. Jesus consented to send the demons from the man into a herd of pigs. Some of the people of the area saw this happen and they told everyone else. Even those who hadn't witnessed the pig incident could see the transformation of the man who was known to be impossible to subdue. Quote, Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. End quote. Mark 5, 5. They now saw him clothed and in his right mind. Their response was to be afraid and to ask Jesus to leave. They saw the effect of the miracle, but they didn't want to be changed. All they wanted was for things to go back to normal. Compare the reactions of the people in the previous story to that of the Samaritans who were told about Jesus by the woman he spoke to at the well at Sychar. Many of them believed in Jesus because of the woman's testimony. They asked Jesus to stay with them. Many more believed because of his word, and Jesus stayed with them for two days. Am I like the people of the Gadarenes or like the Samaritans? Do I pray, Dear God, please make me happy, but don't change me? Have I ever said, Thank you, Jesus, for the miracle. Now please go away so I can get back to normal. Master who bought us, make me know the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. In Jesus' name, amen. Scripture for Reflection And the Lord said, Because this people draw near with their mouth and honor me with their lips while their hearts are far from me, And their fear of me is a commandment taught by men. Therefore, behold, I will again do wonderful things with this people, with wonder upon wonder, and the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the discernment of their discerning men shall be hidden. Isaiah 29, 13, and 14. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. 
but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Romans 1, 21-23 For this reason I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened with the power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Ephesians three fourteen through 21 Reach for more. Quote, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. End quote. Romans 12, 1 and 2.